Hello, and welcome to the Enneagram Type 3 podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Hawley, a fellow Type 3 urban literacy teacher and a lover of Jesus. Through this podcast, we'll explore all aspects of being a Type 3, regardless of your subtype, and how we can leverage our qualities to be our best selves. Good morning, and welcome to the first episode of the Enneagram Type 3 podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all about managing COVID-19 as a Type 3, um, what it means for us, some of the things that we can be doing for um, self-benefit and benefit of others, just going through things and seeing what is a sensitive topic, what is not sensitive, where we're struggling, where we're succeeding, just kind of talking about all of those things. Guys, I was not prepared at all for this COVID-19 thing, at all. Like, when they had us leave work almost a month ago now, tomorrow will be one month since I've been off of work, and they said, oh yeah, take all of your materials that you need to do online instruction. Here I'm thinking, oh yeah, I need to grab my ugly book because we're only going to be off for two weeks. I need to grab my laptop and my iPad. Okay, well... (laughs) I was not prepared to be off for a month and not have any access to our building. So I have been severely stressed. Um, (laughs) And in that realizing that I am not the only one that is stressed, I would love to play a funny game with you guys um, that I've seen all over TikTok because yes, I caved. I downloaded TikTok, unfortunately. Judge me later. Anyway, so to play this game, you wanna put up 10 fingers and I'm gonna read something and then you're going to put a finger down for everything that you can relate to so without any further ado put a finger down if you were not prepared for this pandemic put a finger down if you have not been able to find toilet paper anywhere in a month put a finger down if you binge watched tiger king put a finger down if you think carol baskin fed her husband to the tigers i definitely put a finger down put a finger down if this time makes you seriously on edge Put a finger down if you have to attend a work meetings so you did so in sweatpants virtually. Put a finger down if you're facing a severe identity crisis currently because you aren't at work and don't have people to perform for. Put a finger down if you've gotten into an argument with your husband, family, or roommate because they said your relentless need to get things done is driving them crazy. So if you're anything like me, you probably put quite a few fingers down. And I'm sure you're all going as stir crazy as I am in all this. Because as a type three, I feel like our first most popular and prominent trait is the need to perform and get tasks done in order to maintain a public image that we have everything together. And it's really hard when there's nobody to perform for except for yourself. And you're like, why am I doing this? Why do I even care about getting all these things done? Well, but then you face the also the other side of the crisis where you can't help yourself from doing it. So I've been making checklists. I've been making like quarantine lists. I've been making house project lists, like so many lists because I am the type of person functioning as a three that needs to consistently and vigorously cross things off her list in order to feel like I got something done today and to feel like I'm productive. Um, Managing my home has definitely been not as much of a challenge for me since being off because I've had time to do it where I feel like it was a little bit harder to manage my home life as being a newlywed, being a wife to my husband, Phoenix. It was definitely harder for me 
to manage those things going to work because I work in an inner city school, which is about an hour away from my house. And I, I work anywhere from 10 to 12 to sometimes 14 hours a day. So coming home, Phoenix and I usually eat dinner and we crash pretty quick, pretty quick after that. So just he and I seeing each other as much as we have in the past month has been interesting. It's presented challenges of its own because he works in the union and he and I usually don't see each other because he works similar hours. So, (laughs) and that's how it's been our entire relationship. Ever since we had first started dating, he actually used to be on night shift and we learned how to have a relationship through text, through phone calls, through whatever, and only ever seeing each other maybe a few nights a week occasionally or for an hour in crossing to grab something to eat when he would go to work and I was coming home from work. So this time with him and I has been really nice, honestly, because we're almost to a year point of our marriage. May 11th will be our one year mark. And this year has definitely been filled with fun. It's been filled with challenges, learning somebody else, learning how to live with somebody else. Um, even the feeling like pe- a lot of people say like you don't feel different once you get married, but you really do. And Phoenix and I, you know, we did live together before we were married because we bought a house. So I've noticed even the difference in how we like work through problems since being married is a little bit different because there is not the option to run away from the situation. So having to force yourself to sit down and work something out with somebody and potentially face your shortcomings, which for me as a three is a very, very difficult um, ask. It's very hard for me to face where I'm falling short as a wife or being annoying as a wife because that being a wife is something I've wanted my entire life. And so I've studied for it. I've practiced for it, if you will, by doing all the research, by going to the small groups, by reading the books and you know, talking to other married women and having, like I said, small groups and devotionals and all those things and going to counseling and stuff. But to admit where I'm falling short is, it's really challenging for me. And I have to be transparent. And I know that probably a lot of you can relate to that as well, because as a three, we tend to want to look like we have everything together. And For me, that's even within the context of my marriage. I want to never disappoint Phoenix. I want to always make sure that he's happy with me and never give him any sight at something that I could possibly be doing wrong. And that's been like particularly challenging for me personally, because it's easy to work these types of things out, I feel like, with your family, because your family is always going to be there for you. They're always going to love you and accept you eventually even if they don't necessarily agree with what you're doing or if they have expectations that you're not meeting, it's different because it's family. But when you're in the context of a marriage, it's a totally different scenario. So he and I working together, having all this time to spend together has been, I've loved it. It's been absolutely amazing. And we've really grown in ways that I wasn't expecting that we would. For instance, at the beginning of all of this, 
I had approached him and I said, hey, do you think that I need to go and stock up on supplies because my natural tendency is to be a worrier. And the day that we had gotten furloughed from being in the building at school, um, a few of my friends on my group chat had messaged, they're like, they're, they're gonna make forced quarantine and all these other things. And so I naturally start panicking and freaking out. But I approached Phoenix and said, hey, do you think that these are things we need to be concerned about? And he said, you know, I hadn't thought of it, but let's sit down and make a plan and think about what aspects we need to potentially be prepared for, which was a reaction from him that I was not expecting. Usually if I come to him in one of my little like anxiety, hysteria, I'm not doing enough type of fits, he usually kind of like laughs it off and is like, you're being ridiculous. But with this, he actually approached it with, some humility and, and and actual concern. So we were able to sit down at the beginning and kind of talk about, okay, these are the things that we have supplies and we have probably a month worth of toilet paper as of right now because we go to Sam's Club and we buy in bulk. Um, but then we kind of did an inventory and a clearing out of our pantry for expired things and things that are still good and realized like, yeah, we do need to buy some stuff because who knows what all of this is going to bring. So in that, it, it made me feel really secure in a way that I hadn't felt secure in our relationship before because I had always felt like he, he like dismissed my incessant desire to be prepared for anything. And that, that's just the type of family I grew up in was, I don't wanna call him like a prepper family, but definitely a family, uh, I mean, I was homeschooled and I was a Girl Scout. So we were prepared. <laughs> so bringing that into a marriage, taking it from your family that you grew up with and then bringing it into your new family definitely presents challenges. And I actually am like really impressed with how Phoenix has led us through this situation so far. Um, you know, I I've, and he really is able to quell some of my innate desire to panic in the sense of, Phoenix, do we need to go buy more ammo? Phoenix, do we need to go buy this, that, the other thing? And he's just really keeping a cool head through all of it. I mean, even with him being laid off right now from his job and having to collect unemployment, thankfully, I'm not laid off. I'm still working, but it's virtually. So thankfully, I have something to do during the day because as a three, I feel like that is one of my biggest fears is stagnation and not making good use of time which <laughs> that's like this whole thing is like really frustrating because it's forced rest. How do we manage that? How do we navigate that? Like Phoenix and I have been making, like I said, incessant checklists. We've been doing multiple home projects. We have our back deck is completely stained. It's sanded. It looks brand new and fresh. I painted the inside of our house, all of our baseboards, our kitchen, our dining room area. I've organized all of our closets. Um, I've donated bags of clothing. I've cleaned things that I didn't even know could get dirty. So all these things are like, you know, try me trying to fulfill my need to keep my time busy. And yeah, they are good uses of time, but I'm also noticing that it's like not actually fully filling the void of needing to do things because there are things that are needed 
that they need to be done, but they're things that need to be done that don't necessarily get recognition. And so for a type three, that is really challenging to stay motivated to do those things because, you know, if you're not getting accolades and praise and um, building rapport for your efforts, it's hard to stay motivated to do that. And I've really been convicted of that since this forced time off um, because I, I've been forced to face some demons that I've been carrying around for a while. And that's really, I'm going to be transparent with you. That has really been difficult for me. I mean, particularly Monday of this week, Phoenix was out for, I don't even remember what. And I was just sitting here and listening to the radio just to try to like fill some time. And a Billie Eilish song came on, which I'm not usually like a big fan of hers, but like her new song, When the Party's Over, came on. And I just out of nowhere started bawling my eyes out just start bawling for no reason. And then I start going to all these things of like, I'm so stressed out. I don't feel like I'm good enough. Things in my job are happening that I can't control. Like everything is spiraling out of control. I have no control over anything. And it was in that moment that I really, and it was God interceding. I know it was because I was really freaking out. I was really having a hard time. Um, and you know, I've been trying to do projects to stay busy and fill my time, but it's in that moment on Monday, I was really convicted to grab my journal and my Bible and sit down and like get it all out. So in that, I, I just, I really feel like God revealed to me that I need to be using this time to merge the two people that I have created in my life. And what I mean by that is, as a type three, we tend to wear a mask in that we are constantly trying to perform for people and we put a cat like a quell on our emotions when certain things happen in order so that we can be the most successful and be seen as somebody who has it all together. And in my heart of hearts, I'm scared. I want to be able to enjoy time off. I want to be able to lay on my couch and say, I am doing absolutely nothing today except for sitting with myself and my dog and watching TV. But that's so hard for us as threes. And so I, what I've been trying to do for myself is take at least 10 to 20 minutes a day to sit in my feelings of inadequacy with God at the forefront. I'm learning to lean into those feelings and seek him through them because he knew that this was all going to happen before the beginning of time. And he also created me and you to be exactly who we are in our threeness. Now we just have to learn how to manage it. So some of the things that I have found to be very helpful in all of this is to take that time to have a quiet time. And that can look like anything for you. Like for me, I get up at eight o'clock, I set my alarm, I get up at eight o'clock, I make my coffee and I just sit before I have to start checking my emails for the school day, start sending assignments and all those things. I just sit and I just meditate. I, I start writing and that's something that I've always done is I journal 
and I just start with whatever feeling comes to mind first and I just let it flow for as long as it needs to flow. And sometimes that's 15 minutes, sometimes that's 20 minutes. And there have been times in my life where I have sat there with my journal writing for two solid hours. And usually in those times, as I'm writing, God is revealing to me scriptures to look up and I'm looking them up and then I'm reflecting on them. And so for me, that's something that I had to remind myself to do this week so that I can kind of get myself back on track. And in allowing myself to be uncomfortable enough to, to sit with my feelings of inadequacy, I really feel like that's where growth is coming from. And I would really challenge you to do that as well. So like with all of the anxiety that is being birthed in this time from the periods of stagnation and not feeling like we're accomplishing anything, I'm freaking out thinking I'm not doing enough. But what I need to be doing is sitting with him and asking him, what would you have me do in all of this? Where do you want me to go as a human in all of this, in a pandemic that nobody was prepared for? But now here we are, the entire nation is quarantined and I have this time to to sit with myself and relax and take my mask off and say, it's okay if I don't get things done. You know, it's, 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 I'm not going to lie to you that that has been very, very hard for me. And the reality is that expecting yourself to still perform how you were in the world is a lie that Satan wants you to believe. He wants you to believe that if you are sitting still, if you are not doing certain things, if you are actually taking this time to truly restore yourself, body, spirit, and soul, he wants you to believe that you're wasting your time not getting things done. But that's a lie, friend. That is absolutely a lie. No one was expecting this, and nor does anyone really know how to navigate all of it, especially when you're a type three, and when it is so important to keep up on appearances of having it all together and being in control. Even within the context of your family, if you have kids, maybe you're feeling like you need to feel, you need to be showing your kids like, I'm not scared, this is okay, we're safe. But you know what? It's okay to be scared, and it's okay to not know when this is gonna end, and it's okay to be worried about certain things. It is absolutely okay to sit in your anxiety and push into it, but don't just stay there. Push into it and ask God to help you go like where he wants you to go from here. So if you're concerned about certain things, ask him, is this worthwhile for me to be concerned about? Should I be worried that we only have one jar of tomato sauce? Should I be worried that we only have one box of pasta? If he convicts you that, yes, you need to do more to adequately prepare for your family, then do what he would have you do. But if he's saying, no, daughter, no, son, sit still, I've got this, don't worry, then that's exactly what you need to do. Just sit there. And like I said before, he knew you when he was creating you. So he knew how you would react in this situation before you were even born. He wants you to ask him, what should I do with this? He wants you to ask him, where do I go from here? And the the hard part of all of it is that we don't know the process. Because of COVID-19, status and seeking approval of others really should be put on pause. 
we really should be taking this time to reflect on who we really are deep within your heart because it's so common for threes to be functioning as two different people. So I really, really challenge you to take this time to focus on the things this week that make absolutely no difference in your outward status appearance. Take this week to sit in meditative silence, seeking God to reveal to you who he wants you to, wants you to be and how he wants you to best use this time. Because this is an amazing amount of free time that typically we would never get all in a row like this. So in conclusion, please know that we are all in this together, friend and fellow three. I am praying for you every day. We can navigate these waters together. So please do not hesitate to reach out. If you need anything, if you need a friend, if you want to chat, if something that I said maybe triggered something in your mind that you want to say or speak to, and even if you have ideas for other things that we should talk about, or if you want to be a guest on the show, please, please, please reach out. You can email me anytime at e3podcasts at gmail.com. That's E number three, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com.